Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Across the globe, language and history are inevitably intertwined. Linguistic origins are borrowed and transformed, and as society changes, new words or phrases are created to reflect the current cultural understanding. Some phrases and words simply morph into accepted usage, their origins forgotten or conveniently misplaced. One such phrase, grandfathered in, has become common shorthand to mean that someone is exempt from following new rules or regulations. Although it may evoke the image of a gray-haired gentleman let off the hook because of his age, the term arose from something far less innocent. A deeper look into the first use of the phrase reveals the political and racial climate in the United States during the late 19th and early 20th centuries. A person or business is considered to be grandfathered in when they're exempt from new rules and can continue to operate under the existing set of regulations. New rules will then only apply to future cases. Today, the term is widely used across various sectors, most notably in real estate and health insurance. But when the term was first coined in the 1890s, it referred to only one thing, voting rights. After the 15th Amendment was ratified to the U.S. Constitution in 1870, thus banning the infringement on a citizen's right to vote on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude, some Southern states did not readily accept the ruling. Instead, they carefully crafted amendments on the state level that circumvented the federal decree in an attempt to prevent Black Americans from accessing polling stations. Since the basis of race could no longer be used, the state amendments imposed things like poll taxes and literacy tests. These limits were powerful. Close to 30% of all voting-age men were illiterate, a majority of whom were poor Black men. But those taxes and tests would also affect poor, illiterate white voters. Thus, a grandfather clause was added to allow an illiterate man to vote as long as he or his lineal ancestor, that is, his grandfather, had been a registered voter before 1867, which was three years before the passage of the 15th Amendment. The clauses suppressed the vote along racial lines, but party lines were at play too. At the time, most Black Americans were Republicans, the party of Abraham Lincoln, which then favored expansive government-funded programs. And most whites were Democrats. The Democratic Party then favored curbing expansion of government power. Suppressing the vote served to keep power in the hands of the Democrats. The parties wound up switching their big government versus small government ideologies over the next 60 years or so, leading to the stances we see today, but that's a different episode. In 1915, the state amendments and clauses were ruled nationally unconstitutional, but the poll taxes weren't eliminated nationally until the adoption of the 24th Amendment in 1964, and on the state level in 1966, with the Supreme Court's decision in Harper versus the Virginia Board of Elections. That meant decades of continued voter suppression. The phrase grandfathered in is widely used today without the connotation of disenfranchisement. But even as culture shifts, whether we're aware of it or not, language holds the power of our history, positive and negative. Today's episode was written by Katie Carmen and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.